Welcome to the Live to be Remembered podcast, where you'll learn the most effective tools for leaders, communication, and how to succeed at a high level. What's going on, kings and queens? It's your boy, Willis Bless. Welcome to another episode of the Live to be Remembered podcast. I am your host with the most, William Winfield. And I got a special guest on the call today. And I always say that I got a special guest because everybody who comes on here is special. And um, you know me, um, it's not about the host, it's about the guest, all right? So no further ado, I just want to uh, just jump in. What's up, girl? How you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing well, Will. How are you doing? Hey, I'm just trying to be like you when I grow up. That's it, sis. <laughs> nah, bro, I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying to catch up with you. <laughs> Yeah. So, sis, um, tell the people, you know, who you are, what you do. Um, give people a little bit of a bird's eye view. Talk to them. Wonderful. Good. Well, I am Dr. Gia, um, Dr. Gia Conway, and by profession, I am a nurse practitioner by trade. Um, but outside of taking care of people and trying to get them well to life, I am a minister of the gospel. I am a certified life coach, a mentor, preacher, teacher, speaker, author, all those great things. Um, but above all that, I am a daughter of the king. And I'm just out here trying to do what has been called and required of me. And that is set people free so that they can live whole, delivered, and purposeful lives. So that's who I am a wife, a mother, and all those other things you want to add to it. Wow, man. Listen, man, she got the whole pot. Let's go. You know, that's that, that's that Louisiana jambalaya. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, a little bit of sausage, but a little bit of sausage. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, right? Um, so when you hear, you know, your why, what, what, what comes to your mind? What's your why? What drives you to do what you do, sis? My why is ultimately my legacy for my children. I do what I do because I want my daughter, I have three daughters and a son, Mm -hmm. but my why is always my daughters and my son. Um, But even outside of that, um, outside of making sure that they never have to live a life where they're afraid to be who they are and who God has called them to be, my why will is so that women don't have to live shambled and shackled by pain. Mm -hmm. I want women to be able to understand that they're worthy, that they matter, and that their pain was not their period. Mm -hmm. So that's my why. That's my why. Oh, oh. <clears throat> y'all she's spitting bars and we didn't even start yet okay i see you i see you sis and um when you hear the word legacy what what does that mean to you talk to us legacy to me is it, it's it's it exceeds for me significance legacy means that when you look back when you can no longer do what you're doing now to your full capacity meaning when i have to pass that baton it means i can see the fingerprints of everything that i've laid every piece of foundation every piece of wisdom every piece of education prayer sweat tears i see that fingerprint in the lives of my children and every lives in my sphere of influence in my community i want to see my fingerprint that's what legacy looks like to me. Mm, y'all got to catch it. The fingerprint. Yes, Lord. Shout out. That is <laughs> what I am talking about. I love it. So, sis, let's talk to the people today. Come from the perspective of, you know, um, and I know we talked, you know, a little bit before. Um, but there's been some things that you have encountered in your life personally. And, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, a lot of people sometimes don't do not want to talk about it because they're like, mm, I'm afraid to share this because I feel embarrassed. But we have to understand that, you know, our testimony is to be able to set other people free. So, you know, give the people, you know, something that, you know, that major thing that you have been through, but it has helped you to shape you into the queen, the wife, the coach, the speaker, the doctor that you are today. Absolutely. Well, well, I, you know, I, I, I feel like we all kind of start doing things and, and that's, and, I, and that may be a broad statement, but at least I know for me, my why stemmed out, it did stem out of pain. You know, you only can preach and teach and educate people from your place of knowing. And for me, it was a place of pain. It was a very painful place of abuse. Um, I did have to overcome uh, sexual abuse. And so for me, sexual abuse robbed me of so many things for so long. And one of the biggest things that it robbed me of for a significant part of my life was my identity and my self-worth and my self-love. And I say it robbed me and it robbed me of time because I spent so much time feeling low on myself, feeling unworthy, unloved, even though I had a husband, even though I had a family, even though I knew that people loved me, that was great and wonderful and all that stuff in a pot of soup, but I didn't love me. I didn't even believe that I was worth the air that I was taking in every single day because I was violated. And violation makes you feel damaged. It makes you feel misused and you are abused. So until you can really get wrap your mind around the fact that no one can take from you what they didn't give you, you really don't know where to start. And so for me, I had to really understand that pain and why I was given so much power to that pain in the wrong way. Uh, pain can certainly be a powerful tool if it's used in the right capacity. But when it's used to debilitate us and stagnate us, it's destructive. So for me, pain was my pusher. And it is no longer just a place where I linger, but it's a place where I empower. Y'all got to catch it. You know, um, she said she said exactly what she said. And, you know, and I love that, um, Dr. J, because so many, you know, queens out here are allowing their pain to cripple them. You know, it's kind of like a python, you know, sucking the life out of you. And <clears throat> the more you continue, and like you said, you know, pain can either be good or it can be bad, depending on how you utilize it, right? Yeah. And sometimes people, you know, are so stuck in this pain. So what would be your advice to an individual who's going through sexual abuse, but, you know, they don't know how to, you know, navigate their way out of it? What would be your advice, those, those strategic steps for that individual to be able to come out of that? The first thing, Will, is you have to forgive your unforgiveness. And I'm going to say that again. You have to <laughs> say it again. Woo. You have to forgive your unforgiveness. Mm. Wow. We can't do anything in moving forward if we do not forgive. Right. And that forgiveness does not start with you forgiving the offender. It starts with you. You have to forgive your unforgiveness. You have to apologize to yourself for being unforgiving to yourself, mm. first of all. Wow. And, then, and then you have the capacity to forgive the offender because then you put yourself in a place where you're not waiting for an apology that's never going to come. You're not waiting for remorse that you'll never see because you have risen to the occasion that you understand that forgiveness is never about the offender, but it's always about the offended. You have to forgive your unforgiveness. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. Wow. Woo, y'all, man. Hey, keep going. Keep going, man. I mean, keep like, going. Keep going. So keep that's going. so that's the first thing. And and you know, forgiveness liberates because now that means I'm now I'm no longer holding you captive, and I'm no longer holding me captive. So that means I'm free to be me. I'm mm -hmm. free to do, and even more, I'm free to sit on this podcast today and talk about abuse talk about sexual abuse and and shame and all those things because I'm free and it's my truth. So you can't hold me captive to it. And there's no shame in it because my testimony will set somebody free. Mm -hmm. So forgiveness is the it's it's the catapult to all that we do. Cause because guess what? I, I'm no longer captive once I've forgiven. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer captive. Mm -hmm. The bloodshed, the tears, the remorse, it is it's gone. It's done because now I understand there's a greater on the other side of unforgiveness right listen y'all y'all gotta catch it man i hope it ain't going over y'all heads but she's teaching teaching on this podcast right and it's kind of like you know that forgiveness piece dr j um where people need to understand it's like would you continue to drink poison or would you continue to drink bleach absolutely you wouldn't absolutely absolutely right? wouldn't. because you're absolutely right to you. so so you why know, am i gonna yeah so why I, keep holding on to unforgiving something that's never going to benefit you mm, never never going to Never. benefit you so let's let, let's let, let's let's say this for somebody who's like i hear you dr j i hear you will but i really ain't in a place to forgive and if i wanted to forgive how can i start to forgive what would you say the to that, first, person? that person i would say can you the, the first question i would ask that person is can you afford to keep living the way that you're living mm. because unforgiveness is expensive I don't know about anybody else, but unforgiveness was causing me to leave purpose on the table. It was causing me to leave money on the table. It was causing me to live, leave opportunities to travel, to be, to do, to experience, to connect on the table. Now, if you can afford all that, then by all means, stay there. But if it's costing you something, if the expense is more than what the outcome of the product is, then, you, then, you, then it's not worth to keep holding on to. And the fact that you can say, I'm not ready to move on, means you don't believe in hope, means you don't believe that there's something bigger and better for you, that all you see, all that you're inhaling, all that you're touching is what you have in your immediate view. But see, the reality of things, Will, is that some of us like our stuff. Let's just be real talk right now. Some of us like to keep petting and touching on misery. Some of us like it, so we put it in the shelf so that Monday and Tuesday I'm delivered, but Wednesday I'm gonna get it back out the cabinet so I can touch it and feel it because it's my place of comfort. Yeah. But when you allow, but when you get uncomfortable, that means there's a shift happening in your life because better's on the way. Uncomfortable breeds a place of elevation. Mm -hmm. So if all you can see is ah, I'm not really ready to forgive, and that means it's not expensive. It's not expensive enough for you yet. It hasn't cost you anything. Wow. Yeah. Y'all, y'all better hear her. I ain't got to say nothing on this podcast. You, you, you better hear it. It's just it. Right. So let's, let, let's, 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 let's go this way, sis. What is the, what is the main thing that you would say that you see that holds so many people back from reaching that high potential of success? What, what would you say? Change your environment. Who's in your space? Who's in your space? Because if the same people are in your space that are allowing you to be who you are, that's really not who you are. They know your story. They know your issues. They know you're struggling. 
and they're co-signing that, you need to change your space. You mm-hmm. got to change who's in your space. Mm-hmm. We're not called to the how well. We're called just to do it. So mm-hmm. the how means sometimes you got to change those people that are in your sphere of influence that really aren't pushing you to be the better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that same toxic environment, change it. I don't care if it means you got to find a new place in the basement, in the closet, a new place where you can just be you, where you can start meditating, you can start praying, you can start finding you and releasing some of those toxicities, but change your environment. Hmm. You got to change it. Y'all, y'all got to catch it, man. She said, change your environment, right? And the reason why sometimes, you know, and and it's crazy because sometimes people come to me, sis, and they're just like, you know, hey, you know, can you pray for me? I'm like, okay, I'll pray for you, right? So, you know, for instance, somebody was like, yo, I got high cholesterol. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool, I'll pray for you. They come back the second time. Yo, can you pray for me? I got high cholesterol. All right, cool. The third time, can you pray? I'm not praying for you. Absolutely. It's not, it's not that you need prayer. What you need is obedience. You feel what I'm saying? need right? obedience. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have no structure. So what you're trying to tell me is like, yo, feel bad for your bad decisions. No, likewise, when it comes to your environment, you can't keep blaming other people for the environment that you're in, whether that's relationships, whether that's your friends, whether it's church folk, no matter who it is. If you no. continue to have the same result, it's because you continue to like it. Like you said, yeah. you keep taking that stuff off the shelf and you keep wanting to go back to it. Understand yeah. this, right? Your environment determines your growth. And if you're not growing, then you have to be able to identify who is the Judas or am I, am I the Judas? Absolutely. So let's 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 go this route, you know. And I and I love talking to you because you you deep. I love it. I love talking to deep people. Again, that's that environment piece, right? So out of all your accomplishments, what is the one that you can say that you're most proud of and why? Out of all of my accomplishments, the one that I am most proud of is is birthing um, change from the inside out ministries. And I'm most proud of that because that is the vacuum by which I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm allowed to be in my element of teaching, preaching, and seeing women heal, be delivered, and really see the, 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 the change in the countenance on their face. Meaning when they have realized, oh my God, I've been staying in this place for so long. God really does love me. I really can do this. I really am able to do this. I'm really not that thing right there. That's my greatest achievement. That's my greatest achievement to see that change, that shift, and to believe that God would even want to use a hot mess like me to do that. That's my greatest achievement. Wow. And, and y'all got to catch it, man, because I, I just love listening to things from a different perspective, right? So some people heard ministry, but I heard service, right? And that's what leadership's about. It's, it's never about us. It will never mm-hmm. be about us because it is never, yeah, it never, it never even about Jesus. You feel what I'm saying? Everything that's right. did was for you and I, right? That's right. So that's, that's what right. leadership is, sacrificing yourself so others can leave a legacy, right? And I'm so thankful to be able to interview you today because so many people need to hear this because there's a lot of people that's going to listen to it and be like, yo, I've been through sexual abuse. I've been through, you know, uh, you know, so many things, but now I have the opportunity of a lifetime to listen to this, this information and take it and change it and become something greater than what I am today. 
right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Dr. Joyce, let's leave the people with a legacy gem. What do you want the people to be left with? Talk to them. Leave that legacy gem. Talk to them, girl. I will want the people to be left with this. If you don't realize anything about your life, anything, you realize that the most powerful tool that you possess is your purpose and your purpose is in your identity. Who you are is one of the most powerful weapons that you will ever be armed with. And why? Because God has given us everything pertaining to life. We don't have to do anything but show up and watch God do his best through a willing vessel. So don't negate what you've been through, but don't abort your future because you're caught up and still trying to carry, uh, carry your past. The past wasn't meant to be give, was, was not meant to give birth to, only your present and your future. So don't negate the most powerful thing that you're carrying, and that's you. This podcast is on fire. Fuego. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Dr. J, where can the people find you at? Where can they locate you at? Tell them. Wonderful. People can find me on Facebook. Gia R. Conway is my Facebook handle. It's my, that is also my Instagram handle, Gia R. Conway. You can also find me at www.giaconway.com. That is my web, the information page link to it, so you can hit me up there. Otherwise, it has been amazing to join you today, my brother, and thank you for having me on here today. Oh, girls. Stop it. You already know what it is. Um, listen, appreciate you, Dr. J, coming through. Um, it's your boy, Willis Bless, your host, William Winfield, with my sister, Dr. J. Just letting y'all know, don't live just to exist. Live to be remembered. Let's get it. All right. Thank you. <laughs>